I am Grandpa, and I love you. I'm Grandma, and I love you too. Welcome to our podcast, Grandpa and Grandma Bedtime Stories. We share some stories that will make you laugh. We share stories that might make you cry. And we share stories that will give you courage to choose the right. And these bedtime stories will help you to dream sweet dreams. So get on your pajamas and say your prayers. Turn out the light and hear our story tonight. I'm Grandpa Hill, and welcome to Grandpa and Grandma Bedtime Stories. This is a sweet podcast where we share stories that will help you be courageous and choose the right. We hope you will laugh a lot, cry a little, and learn from our experiences. Since this is our first podcast, I'd like to tell you a little bit about it. A few months ago, I decided I wanted to record stories that the grandkids could listen to. Our son Jeff suggested to do it so a grandchild could ask their smart speaker for a story at any time. I didn't know how to do that. These Echo Dots and Google Nest, they're just magic to me. But someone we love knew how to do it. Grandma! She has a great podcast named Live Your Why, and I can ask our Echo Dot to play an episode of her podcast whenever I want. So guess what Grandma did? She is so good. For Christmas, she gave me a gift to set up the first 10 episodes of my stories as a podcast with our good friend Clark Jackman. He could make it so you could ask your smart speaker to play these stories whenever you want. And Grandma paid for it all. Amazing. After I had recorded a few stories, I realized that Grandma has lots of stories that you would like too. So I asked her to join me with some of her stories. And guess what? She said yes. So you will get to hear my stories and some of her stories as well. That's why I named the podcast Grandpa and Grandma Bedtime Stories. Let me tell you a little bit about why we are telling these stories to you. Grandma and I have lived on Earth for many, many, many years. Together, we have been alive for more than 125 years. Wow, that's a long time. In our lives, we have made lots of good choices, but we have also made quite a few mistakes. When we make mistakes, we are sad for a while, but then we learn from our mistakes to be better and to make better choices next time. But that's a hard road, and sometimes it's quite painful. In this podcast, we want to tell stories so that you can learn from our mistakes. So you don't have to learn the hard way. Doesn't that sound like a good idea? We hope you will learn from our mistakes and make better choices than we did sometimes. We also want you to know that if you do make poor choices, you can always change for the better. We have lots of experiences that make for really fun stories. We think you'll like to hear them. But I have to be totally honest and say something right now. Though all of these stories are based in fact, not all of the details may have happened exactly as I tell them in the story. I'm getting a little older, and so sometimes I don't remember all the details exactly. 
So I will tell you that I am more likely to embellish the stories than grandma is. Do you know what embellish means? It means to make something more fun than it actually is. So I think you won't mind. Grandma has a better memory than I do, so she is more likely to share things exactly how they happened. As we tell these stories, we are thinking of our grandchildren and telling these stories to our grandchildren. Right now, we have 36 grandchildren, and we expect there will be more on the way. That said, anyone is welcome to listen and enjoy these stories. These stories are designed to be listened to at bedtime. However, it's okay to listen to them anytime you want. But if you listen to them right before you fall asleep, or while you fall asleep, they will help you to have sweet dreams. Okay, let's get started with our first bedtime story about when I learned to be nice to everyone and to not be a pig when I eat. This story happened when I was 11 years old as my family celebrated New Year's in Santa Cruz, California. Do you ever like doing something that you know is bad for you, but you just keep doing it? You know it is unhealthy, but it's just too fun to stop? This is a story about how a dream, I mean really a nightmare, helped me to stop doing something that was bad for my health. During my elementary school years in Santa Cruz, California, we lived close to my Uncle Carl and Aunt Helen. My dad, Edward Iringhill, loved being a fifth-grade teacher at Bayview Elementary. He would play the accordion and tell fun stories, and his class absolutely loved him. Because he did so well as a teacher, Dad was soon promoted to be a school administrator. An administrator is someone who is in charge, like a boss. I don't know if he liked that job as much. My Uncle Carl was principal of the Happy Valley Elementary School nestled in the Santa Cruz Mountains. They lived about three miles away from us, and their kids were our favorite cousins. David was one year older than I was. Alice was Scott's age, and Christine was Ted's age. We did everything together. We camped in the redwood forests. We body surfed at the beach. We often had Sunday dinner together. And we celebrated most holidays together, Christmas, Thanksgiving, Fourth of July. We were really close. When I was very young, I was a little brat. I would throw a fit if I didn't get my way. I would stomp my feet and yell and scream and slam doors. My cousin David, on the other hand, was very nice and polite. He always said please and thank you. He would say things to my mom like, could I help you with the dishes? Is there anything else I could do to help? When he didn't get what he wanted, he wouldn't throw a fit. But he would just say something like, oh, that makes me a little sad, but it's okay. And then a little while later, he would ask politely again the very same thing. And he often would get what he wanted. I looked up to David, and so I decided to be like him. I started being polite and saying please and thank you. I started asking my mom, can I help you with the dishes? Is there anything else I can do to help? When I didn't get what I wanted, I stopped throwing a fit. I would just say something like, it makes me a little sad, but that's okay. My mom said, what's got into you, Jeff? Whatever it is, I like it a lot. 
And after a little while, I would ask again for what I wanted. And often, I would get it. I learned you get what you want if you're kind and nice. I learned that it makes other people happy when you are kind and nice. I learned that it feels good to help make other people happy. So that's when I turned from being a brat to being a nice and kind little boy. When I was eight or nine, David and I got a crazy and unhealthy idea. We decided to have a competition. During holidays, we would see who could eat the most. Can you imagine that? We would weigh ourselves before we started to eat, and then we would weigh ourselves afterwards. I remember one Thanksgiving, I had about six helpings and managed to gain six pounds in one hour. Amazing, but crazy and very unhealthy. Well, something happened to help me finally realize how dumb this is. It was in the wee hours of January 1st, 1965. You may wonder how I can remember the date. It's because January 1st is the day after New Year's Eve, and I remember that I was in fifth grade. So it's true. It's the right date. What I'm going to tell you happened precisely during the late hours of December 31st, 1964, and the early morning hours of January 1st, 1965. Let me tell you what happened. We invited Uncle Carl and his family for a big New Year's Eve bash at our home on 151 Carroll Avenue in Santa Cruz. We had a fantastic dinner with steak and potatoes and salad and green beans and cheesecake. I had three helpings. Then we played games. We loved to play a card game that was called Rook. While we waited for midnight to come around, we had all kinds of chips and dips and lots of other tasty things to eat. I remember my dad told us how he got engaged in New York City and Times Square right as the ball was dropping in 1951. David and I did our thing of stuffing ourselves. We both gained five pounds during the evening. Pretty good. Midnight came, and we put on funny hats and blue noisemakers and threw up confetti. It was so fun to be with cousins. Afterwards, something happened that taught me to stop stuffing myself as much as I could. I saw a big two-liter bottle of root beer that had about a liter left in it. I'll never know why I did this. I was so dumb. I think I hoped to get to a seven-pound weight gain. In any case, I picked up that bottle and chugged all the rest of the root beer. I immediately regretted my decision. My stomach hurt so bad. I burped terribly. I felt like I was going to throw up. I didn't, though, and actually I haven't thrown up for more than 60 years, but that's another story. I was so, so, so very, very, very uncomfortable. But I was totally exhausted, and though I was feeling very sick, I fell fast asleep. During the night, I had a dream, which was more like a nightmare. In this dream, my stomach got bigger and bigger, and I just knew I was pregnant. I was so sad I didn't want to be pregnant. I was a boy, and I was in fifth grade. I shouldn't be pregnant. I thought about how everyone at school would make fun of me. 
they would point at me and say, look at Jeff, he's pregnant. I felt so uncomfortable. When I walked in my dream, I thought I would fall over because I was so big. I was so sad. Then in my dream, I was trying to go downstairs and I tripped. I fell and fell and fell. And then I woke up. I was so happy to be awake and realize I was not pregnant. I was so glad this was just a dream. But because of this dream, I changed things. I decided two things. First, I stopped stuffing myself so much. I still liked food, but I didn't stuff myself until it hurt anymore. Secondly, when I grew up and got married to a girl and she got pregnant, I would be very nice to her. From this story, there are a couple things I hope you will remember. I hope you will get to do lots of fun things with your cousins and learn good things and not bad things from your cousins. Secondly, I hope you will eat responsibly. Just eat until you're satisfied, not until you're stuffed. And finally, I hope you will pay attention to and learn good things from your dreams and even from your nightmares. This is Grandpa Hill, and I hope you enjoyed and learned from this story. We hope you enjoyed tonight's bedtime story. We hope you felt our love for you. And we hope you will have sweet dreams tonight. We love you so much.